Welcome to Industrial Theory with Carrie Siggins. In this podcast, we talk with leaders and doers throughout the industrial cleaning industry who are changing the way we think about cleaning the world. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. All right, welcome everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today, Mahesh Parmashwan. He's a general manager of Deluxe Industrial Services based in Mumbai, India. I had the pleasure of visiting Mahesh at his office in a Mumbai suburb in October of 2019, back when I traveled outside of the US, which seems like a decade ago at this point. (laughs) Uh, During my visit, I learned a lot about Mahesh and his business. I have to say I was not the best version of myself when I visited him. I mistakenly drank some freshly squeezed beet juice, which was delicious but it didn't quite agree with me. Uh, luckily, he and, uh, and Deluxe's CEO, Mr. Raj, humored me, and we still had a great time despite my nausea. So thanks for being on the show, Mahesh. I'm really looking forward to this. Thanks for uh, having me, Kerry. Happy to be here. Great, excellent. All right, let's start off. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Deluxe? Uh, how long have you been in business, and what kind of services do you provide? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, Deluxe Industrial Services was uh, started by my father, Mr. P. Raj, uh, in 1992. So that means that now we are 28 years young. And uh, over the years, we have uh, acquired a lot of expertise in the hydroblasting line. And, you know, we now offer a a suite of uh, services to our customers, be it uh, automated uh, tube bundle cleaning, UHP hydroblasting, surface prep for uh, shipyards, dockyards, uh, large, di- large diameter pipeline cleaning, descaling, cold cutting, and uh, we also offer heat exchanger maintenance services. You know, so so we also have a team of about 110 uh, employees and. Quite a few of them have been with us right from the start, so it so it makes for a nice, cozy team, and uh, and uh, thanks to them we are uh, able to service all of our clients spread out across India, and uh, and also I have to add that we are immensely grateful to all of our clients to for uh, placing their trust in us and. Uh, allowing us to to work on quite on at times quite uh, quite hard uh, hard you know jobs jobs you know so 28 years has has you know has been a long run and uh, it would not be possible if 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 we did not have the support of our employees and uh, customers all right so how about you why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industrial cleaning business Oh, sure. Um, I'm an uh, industrial industrial electronics engineer with an uh, MBA with a total of about 24 years in the uh, Indian industry. Now, before I joined uh, Deluxe Deluxe Industrial you know, Services, I have worked for 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 eight years outside outside of you know Deluxe, and I've had various various roles: uh, shop floor, production, service engineer role. Uh, CRM, uh, corporate sales. The uh, common thread amongst all these roles is that uh, I've had to travel a lot. And uh, I joined, you know, Deluxe in uh, 2004. And uh, actually, as I said, my dad started, you know, Deluxe in uh, 
in uh, 1992 and and by 2004 uh, we were growing and uh, although i was working outside of of my dad's firm uh, dinner table dinner table talks and you know conversations about uh, hydro, about you know hydroblasting was always there so 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 i guess i'm just uh, happy to be here and uh, happy to be helping my team and my dad so it's in your blood, literally, like I can only imagine just sitting there as a young child listening to your dad talk about the, the challenges and, and it's such an interesting industry. Did you, uh, did you know that eventually you would come and, and work for Deluxe or did you have other plans? No. Uh, in fact, in fact, you know, in fact, you know, Kerry, I was, I was quite in my mind, I was quite firm that I that I that before I joined Dealers, I wanted to experience other industries, other teams, and other bosses. Because when when you take up a particular role and when you have your team members working with you, it is you know very important to have the uh, communication going properly. So for eight years, I have worked outside in various roles. By 2004, uh, I, I think dad just asked me, why don't you just help, help, help us? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure that was very helpful to your father. It was, it was because uh, I've done things with my own hands, welding, cutting, drilling. Uh, in fact, in fact, you know, these days we talk a lot about automation, but in, but back in those days, I'm like talking about the period 1994 to 1999, I was a very good programmer on CNC automation profile cutting machines. I mean, I could, I could close my eyes and, and, you know, program shapes on it. And then, you know, it would cut, uh, I've, I've done things with my hands uh, i have i have i have had the good fortune to work with uh, wonderful wonderful bosses and wonderful teams and and to take all that back into into you know into our company is is uh, always good so that you know uh, i don't so that you know i know how it feels to 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 work with someone or under someone, so that helps a lot. So you shared uh, a story with me about how you were tested by a horse, and I found it to be incredibly inspiring because I grew up with a horse. My uh, dad uh, and mom gave me a, a Christmas present when I was five years old, uh, a, a horse that I loved. Her name was Mandy. Uh, and so uh, this was near and dear to me. So can you share your story and what you learned from it? Oh, sure. I mean, uh... In India, you know, we 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 stay in apartments and and in flats, and it's quite a luxury to have to you know own a pet. So my exposure to uh, pets uh, hasn't been there at all. So once in 2016, on a on a holiday, I had to. I mean, the only way to get down from a from a from a steep hill slope and you know get back to my to my hotel was uh, was on horseback so i so i had to do it and i got on got, so i you know got on the horseback and 
after about two minutes, the horseman was nowhere to be seen. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know he maybe he maybe he knew a shorter way back. And then so and then so it was just me and this horse uh, alone, and you know, uh, going down the steep incline. And uh, when you, it's quite a scary experience to sit on the back to you know sit on the back of a horse and imagine yourself on an incline looking down at at a snow at a snow clad valley and uh, and then you have rough roads you know the stones fall the, the stones fall because of the movement of the horse feet and you have small uh, streams and the and the and the you know horse has to has to you know jump across them so basically after after about 5 to 6 minutes what i just realized was that the horse that I was on was was quite intelligent. I mean, uh, it would it, it would take me through that path and navigate a way to to you know cause me minimum minimum trouble. I don't know somehow it knew what to do, and basically that's that that's actually when I just realized that hey I have to let go, you know I have to let go my fears I have to I have to be there and then. I have to move. I mean, I was actually instructed to move in 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 a way opposite opposite, you know, to the horse. I mean, if the if the horse is you know climbing upwards, then I have to put my weight backwards and the reverse way. So that was I spent nearly 50 minutes on that horse. It was it was a wonderful wonderful experience for me. And and really, I just calmed down my breathing. And basically, it's very hard for a human being who has not been exposed to animals to to trust a a different species. So this was this was really really amazing for me. And and you know, by the end of you know 45 minutes, I was actually enjoying it. And and. Uh, Basically, what I just took home, you know, was that out here the horse was the was the you know domain uh, domain you know expert, and then basically my job was to just 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 be there and and you know ride it. So that was actually one uh, memorable uh, memorable experience for me. And uh, you also learn to respect the intelligence of. Uh, other species, you know, it's not, it, it's not that we are the only ones here. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that was a, that, so, you know, that was a huge, 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 you know, learning, learning, you know, for me. I love that story. And I completely agree uh, about the whole just letting go. Uh, I had a very wise person once tell me, when you're resisting something, that's a big clue that it's not going the way you want. <laughs> resisting the power of force or the power of, you know, fear, all of those things, um, it really can hold you back. And when you just let go and relax and give in, all of a sudden you start to flow and you can appreciate so much more. So I, I love that story. I think it's a great story. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, and, and it kind of segues into my next question because I'm certainly industrial clean, um, industry has uh, changed quite a bit due to COVID uh, in India. So tell us what it's like running your business right now. And, uh, and do you think it's different than in other places in the world? 
I believe, Kerry, the, 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 the core of uh, any business activity remains the same. A good, relevant idea to the market, then, then you need to have a great team and, and you need to align the goals. And uh, third thing is that, is that we all need the drive to, to attain those goals. Now, uh, challenges can be overcome. You know, basically, I have heard people, you know, talking about, about how hard it is to do business here. But I'd like to say that uh, each and every country has got, uh, it has got its own, you know, challenges. And uh, I know of friends from my MBA class. I mean, we've all graduated from a top five B school and they are all in uh, high posts at, you know, uh, World Bank or uh, JP Morgan or et cetera, et cetera. And everybody tells me the same thing. Each country has got its own rules, its own specifications. And uh, you have to work in that framework. So no point in, in, in us thinking about, about, you know, what the rules can be or should be. But having said all this, I think over the past uh, eight to about 10 years, it's been a lot easier to, to, to work in India. Now, now GST has been launched. It's incredibly easy to, to transport goods. The highways, the national highways are now fantastic. In fact, in fact, taking goods and taking goods from the seller's place to the buyer's place is, is a breeze. Everything is now online. Starting a business is online. Now, now filing your, your tax returns is online. Your, your, your tax assessments are online so so a lot of things have been done to to uh, improve improve the way business owners uh, so that you know business owners feel easy to run the show but uh, but we also but we also but we also have a long way to go so 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 you know it's an it's an ongoing ongoing process so so i think over the next 3 to 4 years we will we will open up more and uh, and uh, personally i think i i think india is a great place to work so i would like to use this platform to kind of dispel the idea that that uh, that 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 you know it's it's too bad here no that's not it's it's just a question of adaptation to the rules when i was there in october i was there for a doing business in india summit and i was really impressed with the investment in infrastructure and the very pro-business mindset of the government and um, I met with a, a, a gentleman who runs um, Startup India, and they were talking through all of the things that they're trying to do to make it really easy to, you know, start a business in India, to sell into India, to have Indian partnerships. It seems like it makes a lot of sense for, uh, for companies to look at uh, India as a partner for them, rather than maybe some of the other countries that are more difficult to work with. So. Uh, I was I was quite impressed with what I saw when I was there. Thanks, Kerry. You know, uh, India is like this big Boeing, you know, 747. I mean, it takes time to, to, to turn, but it's a graceful, wonderful, stable plane. Yeah, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved my time there. 
All right, so let's talk a little bit about COVID. How has COVID impacted your business and how has it impacted you personally? Uh, sure, Kenny. I think uh, COVID has changed the landscape completely, totally. I think for, for all of us personally, professionally, I think, you know, our, our way of life has completely changed as, as, as you know, human beings. Personally, you know, uh, we're also human. So my site visits have like stopped. Uh, I haven't, uh, you know, uh, my my job entailed a, a, you know, a lot of travel. So uh, I can't meet clients anymore. And I really miss meeting my team. Uh, you know, previously I used to travel and it was, so much fun to have that you know cup of tea uh, the the sweaty tea in the in the evening with uh, all the team you know before we before we before we part for the day uh, I, I i actually miss all that and uh, meeting for my clients uh, it's a terrible miss also uh, personally you know i personally i have two kids now so now all their all their schooling is is uh, online and their extra classes also online so as a parent you know you I, you always feel that their physical activity time or their sports activity time has uh, correspondingly gone down so that's always on my head <laughs> so my wife uh, also works she she works from home and and uh, takes care of of all of us also and i also try to help out and it's uh, and you know then you see all this news about covid about you know job losses about covid numbers and you know fatalities and and i do admit that that sometimes i do get affected by it and uh, to to cope with that, I have I have I have learned to maintain a routine. I I I don't look at the news round the clock. No, I just look at it maybe half an hour a day, and 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 I read a book and I do a lot of you know breathing exercises because it's actually important to maintain calm and to and to you know go through this. And and it also helps to 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 you know stay optimistic and 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 stay positive, and uh, trust uh, all the scientists who are who are who are working so hard. And uh, it's it's actually important to you know come out of this in the end with as less scars as we can. So it's been a tremendous impact personally and. Uh, professionally but 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 we still remain hopeful and uh, next four or five months we'll should see better times Kerry. yeah yes i hope so too it's uh it's been very similar to me as i uh on my last trip hurtling through the air uh, across the globe i was coming back from germany in january and and I haven't been on a plane since. And at first it was really difficult for me too, to not, you know, be on the, on the go all the time and out visiting my employees all around the world and customers all around the world. And, and I, I felt a little bit lost, but then as I 
just settled into the calmness of being at home, I started to really appreciate the time that it's allowing me to, 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 to be more focused on family and to be more focused on myself and my health and well-being. And, you know, in the whole scheme of things, this will be a blip on the radar, but it doesn't feel that way when you're in it and there's fear and uncertainty and you don't know how to, to handle all of it. But that's how I'm looking at it is, is it's a blip in time and how am I going to come out of this more connected uh, to my family and to my team and more resilient, knowing that I can handle anything that comes at me and really appreciate the time being at home because Absolutely. it won't be that way forever. Absolutely. And, and uh, it's also important to appreciate that now it hits you that health is indeed wealth. Because if you're not healthy, you just cannot do anything because you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes and you start walking around. Even, even small things like moving around, looking people, looking at things. It's a gift because we've, we've gotten so used to it that we don't value it in the uh -huh. sense that, you know, now that now that you know about this virus and then now and then now how important is your health and how important it is to appreciate that we are all still healthy, moving around. We can still see, we can still hear. I mean, I'm very, very thankful, Kerry. That's so true. That's so true. Amen. <laughs> so why don't you talk a little bit about how India is handling the crisis? Yep. Sure. I mean, uh, as as you know, we've been talking talking earlier. India is a uh, large country, twenty eight states, languages, people. We are like this uh, beautiful salad. Uh, so uh, so you know, let me just start off by. Thanking, uh, thanking all the, all the you know COVID warriors, the uh, doctors, nurses, uh, sanitation teams, uh, farmers, fire stations, police, and 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 all the refinery teams, power plants, and you know all the all the essential services because they've kept things going now for now five months. It's it's uh, it's incredible because in in you know such a large country. This is the fabric that's holding us together. It's it's very important that this backbone remains. You know, so 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 extremely so big thanks to all of you guys. All right, so let's pivot back to uh, our industry uh, and let's talk a little bit about automation because you know how near and dear that is to my heart. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. How do you see uh, automation changing industrial cleaning in, industri in, uh, in India? And do you think COVID will speed it up or slow it down? Ah, let me just say that COVID will, will surely speed automation requirements up. A uh, whole lot of changes. I think the future will be uh, small compact teams with, uh, with you know, robot assistance. And it may happen that that we might try to make, for example, if I'm trying to clean a, a, a heat exchanger or a or a reactor, we we might have that connected to the to the internet to to inform the control panel as to when the maintenance is due, 
so that you don't down the equipment if it is not needed maybe i mean it oh, could happen i i agree that's the future you know predictive maintenance and uh and using um you know connected to devices to help yeah. uh help plants and contractors understand when things need to be cleaned i absolutely see that as part of our future there's no doubt and, and you and you will see a lot of uh self-diagnostics also of the equipment that we are going to clean okay now question is whether do you want to get these guys with their robots at site in the first place at all and if you look at the hierarchy of safety i think the the first choice is do you need this at all okay and only then then you look at how are things to be done so now the so now the focus will be on prevention it could be in in inventing some chemicals which will prevent fouling in the first place okay so you know for companies like like us we are in we are in we are in your know, business if if there is fouling i mean <laughs> if there yeah. is, if there is no fouling then 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 yeah i mean uh, uh, it's a pain i i i totally understand it's uh, it's part of the reason why i um uh was really interested to buy the to breadware the iot company that we bought uh when we were really looking at what do we think the future brings and if there is if it really gets to the point where there's less fouling, because that's of course what all plants want, right? They don't, if we can reduce this, this is great. What do we do? Well, we need to be able to have a monitoring system. So it really made sense to buy breadware to be able to help um, help create solutions that can, that can help monitor what's going on. So that way we can still work with our clients even if there is a reduction in fouling and eventually no fouling. So, that's yeah. the future that I'm planning for right now. So I, I can. And, and if you've been seeing, I mean, I mean, uh, over the last ten or twelve years, wherever wherever I have been, uh, customer sites, exhibitions in India and outside. Now there there is more and more focus on increasing cleaning intervals and decreasing cleaning time. Mm -hmm. So when you combine these two the uh, end outcome is 100% automation but i must add this little little bit of caution now is that the co the covid 19 um, you know has also led to a lot of thing because people are all holding on to their funds because nobody knows how this thing is you know going to pan out so automation yes I would expect in the next three to four years to really, really, really take off, yeah. and uh, and uh, probably uh, manual intervention would be required in in exceptional cases, and that would that would be the exception more than the norm. And and now it is the reverse case. You know, for me, uh, I I think you know earlier in in the interview. I have kind of stressed that you know I am I am a practical guy and a hands-on guy. I have held water jets at various pressures 
800 bar, 1000 bar, 1400 bar, 2500 bar, and beyond a beyond 800 bar. Personally, I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, let me be let me be open about it. It's 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 not about the bravado of it. I'm I'm scared. Yeah. So yeah. Incredibly dangerous. Automation is automation is is the way to go. All right. So let's get a little bit personal. Looking back on your career, what's one thing that you would do differently? Nothing, Kerry. I think I think uh, I think you know hindsight is a great thing. Uh, uh, hindsight is hindsight helps to helps to learn, but but you cannot undo the past. And and uh, for me, I have no regrets at all. I have I have absolutely enjoyed enjoyed my journey. I'm uh, 47. I've had great friends, great great you know uh, family, mom, dad, wife, kids. My 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 extended family, deluxe. Uh, wonderful friends and we've had wonderful wonderful time working together uh, I, I, I have also had a great time you know working with uh, Vishal for example uh, and interacting with you uh, I know so many people in the industry for example Paul Dan uh, Richard uh, Andrew Stocks uh, I my mind goes back to uh, a few years ago, when uh, me and Andrew were, you know, having a a samosa at 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 about uh, 25 meters height, uh, you know, and <laughs> enjoying the sunset. So, so I would not change a thing. I would not change a thing. I uh, love that answer. I, I just love it. <laughs> I, I I just love it, and no regrets at all. Sometimes, sometimes I think uh, probably I could have done more, but I also forgive myself because uh, because I am because you know I am also just a human being. After all, I make mistakes too. Uh, I realize that and apologize for it. So life is good. And I would, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I feel the exact same way. I've made lots of mistakes in my life, but I've learned so much from them. And without doing all of those things, I wouldn't be sitting exactly here, you know, looking at a Zoom call with you, recording a podcast that I created. <laughs> now, and you're ha literally like almost exactly halfway across the planet, and I wouldn't change a thing because yes, for me also. For me, also, just about uh, ten seconds more. I think you know, my dad has 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 had a lot of influence uh, on my life. He's very very calm guy, and uh, and I'm and I must thank him also. It's been it's been a wonderful ride. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Uh, that's so good. I feel the same way about my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're about to wrap things up, and I always end our my podcast with asking, um, leave us some word with some words of wisdom, wisdom or a nugget of good advice. So, what would you want everyone to take away from this podcast? Hey, look, uh, wisdom. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm. Uh, 
too small a guy for that but but yes uh, in 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 closing i would just like to say to all of you i mean these are very unprecedented times uh, so be calm uh, be kind uh, take care of your family kids and be very mindful of your health uh, and keep this in mind that this too shall pass it will pass so uh, take care take care take care that's all i have to say i think that's excellent advice and very very wise <laughs> thanks kitty <laughs> you're welcome all right well is there anything else that you would uh, like to add before we wrap up here Yes, I mean, uh, I would also like to add that, uh, you know, I have been going through all your all your podcasts, and uh, uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of friends in the in the industry, and uh, uh, also so uh, this is a wonderful wonderful initiative by Stone Age and by you, you know, the uh, first podcast, Mr. Jimmy Peck. Yes. I think, and then the gentleman from Anabib. For a guy like me sitting sitting in India, and the most recent one uh, from WJTA. Uh, for a guy like me sitting like India, sitting in India, getting a peek in 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 into their lives and into their daily activity is a wonderful thing, and and uh, I have to. I have to, you know, commend Stone Age, and you also. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a great job, Kerry, because because you know till now I haven't seen anybody getting the industry together, and we are we are we are a we are a small small band of guys, but then this is an initiative that brings us all closer. Because in the end, you know, when it comes to automation, when it when it comes to safety, when it when it you know comes to human life, uh, we are all in it together. Deluxe, Stone Age, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. WJT, everybody. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I absolutely believe that as well, and. Uh, the more that we can all pull together and realize that we have the same challenges and how we can support each other and learn from each other. And that's what the point of this podcast is. That's what, uh, you know, my mission at Stone Age is. That's why you know, we created the Global Industrial Cleaning Coalition. It's yeah. to bring our industry together and solve really tough challenges and do it while we also save lives and yes. so as if we can all come together and do that then i feel like i will have succeeded in my mission uh and then i can ride off into the sunset uh. <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever do that but you know what i mean <laughs> on the horse on the horse on a horse absolutely won't be mandy i don't think she's still alive but uh uh, well, thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate that. And thank you for being on the show. This has been a fantastic interview, and I'm so excited to give all of our listeners a sneak peek into um, your life and into thank doing you. business in India. I think uh, it'll be a very interesting and insightful podcast for people. So thank Thanks, you. Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. We hope you appreciate it. We're always open for ideas. So uh, if you would like to hear from somebody in the industry or about a particular topic, you can email me at carrie.siggins at stoneagetools.com.